that we're going to talk about hypertension. Um, the risk factors for hypertension include obesity, hyperlipidemia, carb intolerance, smoking, salt intake, exercise levels, medications, um, alcohol, uh, so those two already. Um, the causes of hypertension are basically essential hypertension, so 90% uh, of hypertension is essential, 3 to 4% is from the kidney. Uh, so causes from the kidney include glomerulonephritis, reflux nephropathy, kidney artery stenosis, diabetes and polycystic kidney disease. Endocrine causes for hypertension include Cons disease, which is primary aldosteronism, aldosteronism, Cushing's disease, pheochromocytoma, and the oral contraceptive pill. Other causes of hypertension include coarctation of the aorta, an immune disorder such as polyarteritis nodosa, drugs, so NSAIDs, steroids, uh, ACE inhibitors, no, no, NSAIDs, definitely, steroids, definitely. Pregnancy can induce hypertension and obstructive sleep apnea can definitely cause hypertension. So features on examination you might see, you might see some hypertensive retinopathy which is flame hemorrhages, cotton wool exudates and aneurysms, microaneurysms. You might see papilloedema, signs of LV strain uh, on ECG, uh, hyperdynamic heartbeat, palpable thrill, murmurs, aortic pulsations in the abdomen, renal breweries and carotid breweries. Bedside tests you could do for hypertension include ECG, so looking for you know, any left ventricular hypertrophy there, uh, and fundoscopy. Looking for those features of hypertensive retinopathy, which are flame hemorrhages, cotton wool exudates, aneurysms, and papilloedema. Investigations all base around finding the cause for hypertension and ascertaining your general health and managing the hypertension. So um, Doppler ultrasound of the kidneys are, are a good one to do. To, and that will exclude most of your, um, your kidney causes. Um, and if you suspected other causes, you could look into those a bit more as well. But basic bloods would include blood sugars, fasting lipids, basic bloods, uric acid, full blood count, urinalysis, urine examination, an ECG, urine looking for microalbuminuria, albumin-creatinine ratio on urine, and an ankle brachial index uh, in terms of it being a risk factor for peripheral vascular disease. The types of target organ damage that hypertension can induce are left ventricular hypertrophy of the heart, microalbuminuria and or proteinuria, and or lowered GFR, ultrasound or angiographic evidence of atherosclerosis and hypertensive retinopathy. So it damages to small vessels uh, in your heart, kidneys and your eyes. Definition of hypertension, so anything greater than 140 or 90 is hypertension. Normal is less than 120 or 80. High normal is 120 to 140 on 80 to 90. Grade 1 mild hypertension is 140 to 160 
on 90 to 100. So you want to follow that up in two months. Grade 2 hypertension is moderate. It's 160 to 180 on 100 to 110. Uh, and you follow that up in one month. And grade 3 severe hypertension is 180 over 180 on 110. You follow that up in one week. Treatment of hypertension includes patient education and weight loss, stop drinking, uh, medication compliance if that's in doubt, increased exercise, reducing stress, diet, smoking, and sleep apnea. So medications you can give in hypertension. Um, you've got a choice. So you've got this circle um, with uh, A and C on the bottom and use those in metabolic risk, so diabetes or lipids, and you've got D and B at the top. On the left, you've got AD, so use those in congestive heart failure. On the right, you've got BC for use in coronary heart disease. So A is ACE inhibitors or ARBs, so you can use those in congestive heart failure or metabolic risk. An uh, example would be Prindipril, 2.5 milligrams daily, and ARBs would be Irvisartan, 150 milligrams daily. So you've got ADBC going from bottom left in a clockwise direction. Diuretics, hydrochlorothiazide, 12.5 megs daily. Uh, and you can use that in congestive heart failure. Uh, uh, calcium channel blockers, bottom right. Amlodipine, 2.5 megs daily. Uh, and within the calcium channel blockers, you've got rapamilin diltiazem uh, as a subset. And they're both 180 megs daily. Uh, treatment targets. Didn't really talk about beta blockers in there anyway, did we? Mm, must be in there somewhere. Atenolol and metoprolol in terms of beta blockers. Uh, treatment targets. If you're over 65, your treatment target is 140 and 90. And if you're less than 65, or those with cardiovascular disease, your treatment target is 130 on 80. If you've got more proteinuria than 1 gram per day, uh, it's 125 on 75. Uh, special cases, hypertension in chronic kidney disease. So thiazides are only good if there's mild impairment. Otherwise, all classes are okay. And ACE inhibitors and CCBs are more effective in end-stage kidney disease. Um, with thiazide, better at preventing proteinuria that to only be used in mild impairment and not when in stage impairment. Uh, and your target is less than 120 for systolic. Hypertension in pregnancy, you want to give methyl dopa or libidolol or nifedipine. Hypertension in stroke, you can give any and the target is less than 130. Hypertension in diabetes, you can give any drugs, but you want to uh, concentrate on the ACE inhibitors and the calcium channel blockers or verapamil and diltiazem, um, and you want to use, if you've got symptomatic angina, you want to use beta blockers or uh, calcium channel blockers.